Does it ever feel like your kids are always catching you do the things that you tell them not to do? Or does it feel like the youth that you coach or mentor are intently watching and looking at what you say and do? I mean, do you ever feel like you're under a microscope whenever you are around youth? That's probably because you are in some ways. Seriously, though, I am sure that I have said this before, but young people are watching what we do, if we do what we say, and if we are truthful. This plays into whether or not they trust us and how they engage with us. That's why we are going to focus on modeling our faith to young people and why it matters. So let's go ahead and get started. Have you ever felt that we are losing young people to the world around them and that they have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him? And did you know that all young people are at risk for something? That's why I want to welcome you to the Jesus is my hashtag podcast, where positive youth development and youth ministry intersect. I'm your host, Deb Schroeder. Join me weekly for encouragement, resources, and strategies to assist you in helping young people make Jesus their hashtag. Welcome back. I am so glad that you are joining me today as we look at why modeling our faith matters to young people. Before we dive in, though, I want to encourage you to make sure that you are following me on Facebook or Instagram. Every Monday morning, I release a prayer for the week that you can pray when you drop off your tweens and teens, or you can pray as the young people in your life start their school week. And Monday around lunchtime, I release a prayer for the week that can be prayed over teachers. I believe part of modeling our faith starts with prayer, so I do hope that you will join me. The links to my social media are in the show notes. Now, let's get down to business by starting with the question, why does it matter if we are modeling faith to our young people? Young people are being inundated with information and messages 24-7. Someone or something has their attention. It might be their family, but it is also at times going to be their friends, social media, could be fear, anxiety, and so much more. In fact, in an article on TheGuardian.com, Daniel Levitin stated that our brains are busier than ever before. Trying to figure out what we need to know and what we can ignore is exhausting. He even refers to our smartphones like a Swiss army knife because it has our calculator, dictionary, gaming system, calendar, a computer, radio, social media can do it, flashlight, and so much more. And it is always attached to us. When I think about that, I find myself asking how much time are young people truly having faith modeled to them? How much interaction are they having about Jesus and how much they are loved by him? I'm guessing it's a small slice of time, if any at all. Knowing that, it just makes me realize how critical it is for me as a caring adult to model my faith to young people whenever I have a chance. And I'm not talking about in-your-face, over-the-top modeling of faith. I am talking about finding your own way, your own rhythm of sharing your faith with the young people in your life. And the more I think about this, I identified four specific ways that young people need us to model our faith. Number one, young people need to hear what faith is. Youth are in a stage of development in figuring out what they believe. Some young people have been introduced to Jesus and others have not. Some have a strong faith support at home 
and others don't. And honestly, some have already chosen to walk away from Jesus without even knowing him. At this point, you could be thinking or even saying out loud, but in my role, in my job, I can't talk about my faith. I do get that. I understand that some of you have limits around what you can and cannot say about faith in your roles. I'm not asking you to do anything that jeopardizes your job. Modeling faith is more than just words and conversations that we have. It also includes our actions. We are going to get to that, but first let's focus on talking about faith. I believe that we are conditioned as a society that faith is something that happens at home, at church, in private. We are not encouraged to talk about Jesus as easily or as comfortably as we talk about what we're having for dinner or what we're doing on the weekend. Yet there is something amazing that happens when we take small steps in sharing our faith. We begin to get more comfortable talking about it, and we begin to get more excited about sharing it. Now, before you run off, because this sounds a little bit scary, please know I'm not talking about evangelism or this really intense way that we are going to try to approach talking about our faith with young people. I am merely talking about including Jesus in your daily language. When I'm asked what I did over the weekend, I of course have to list all the sports activities because there's usually plenty in my world. And I also mentioned my experience at church on Sunday. And sometimes that leads to questions and more conversations. It cracks the door open and it lets those around me know that I am open to talking about it. And it models my faith. It also models that I am okay talking about my faith, that it is a daily and important part of my life. Now, I don't just dive in and tell everyone everything about my church, the sermon or the message I heard, the music, and tell them that they need to come. I actually think I do more of a dusting, and I sprinkle little bits and pieces of what my faith looks like over the course of many conversations and over the course of growing our relationship. And you know what? I have had young people ask me about my faith because they have learned that I am willing to talk about it. I have even had parents and their kids to me because I'm not uncomfortable answering questions about my faith. People don't come to me because I'm an expert in religion, the Bible, or faith. No, they approach me because I have created an environment around me that is safe and says my love of Jesus is a huge part of who I am. They know this about me, and they know that that will not change. It invites them in and opens up doors for further conversation. The first step in modeling our faith is truly getting comfortable talking about it. Number two, young people need us to be willing to normalize faith. You see, rather than being the minority, the rarity, we want to make faith and having a relationship with Jesus normal. I mean, think about the things that you have seen normalized since you were a teenager. For example, for me, language and dress has changed. What would have once shocked and even caused expulsion in my school is now a normal part of teen culture. I'm not saying it's all a good thing, but I am saying that things get normalized by our society. So why shouldn't we try to normalize loving Jesus and needing him? I introduced myself to the 8th grade classes when I was subbing long-term through a slideshow that had pictures of myself and my family. The slides also included expectations of how those five weeks would go. Then my favorite slide was the one that said, the most important thing you need to know about me. Can you guess what that was? Well, the slide said I love Jesus and my faith is the most important thing to me. 
That was the start of modeling faith for those five weeks. I normalized for all of those students that it was a part of who I was, and I made that classroom a safe place to mention Jesus. Well, at least to mention Jesus to me. We can normalize our faith and talking about Jesus in other ways too. I always stayed in the classroom and prayed during lunchtime. When students would come back early from lunch, they would ask me what I was doing, and I told them. I was praying for them and for the classroom. Now, I didn't shift how the world viewed these things, how their friends might, or even how they might view it, but I did normalize what they could expect from me and what they knew about me. I planted seeds that it was okay to do those things and that it's okay to love Jesus wherever you are. I took any secrecy or hiding of Jesus out of the equation. I allowed my faith to exist and to be seen wherever I was, whatever I was doing. That model that having a faith and practicing faith is normal. Number three, young people need to see faith in action. Now, seeing faith in action means young people need to see what loving Jesus looks like and what it feels like to be loved by someone who loves Jesus. This is not saying that you're the only person modeling this for them. They may be seeing this in a classroom next door to you, on a sports team by a coach or by a teammate. They might experience it in their home, in their church. And all of that is amazing. And you actually want that for young people. But you also have an opportunity yourself to model faith in action. And as caring adults, we want to be taking those opportunities, not missing them. Sometimes young people can't explain what they believe or what they know about Jesus, but they can explain how you make them feel, how you treat them, and how you see them. Why not help them connect that and those experiences to faith and walking out the command to love our neighbors? Think back with me for a second to when you were a young person. Can you identify one adult who you knew cared about you and who you wanted to be around? And think specifically about a healthy relationship that encouraged you to be your best self. How did you feel? Did you ever think that that adult was different from other adults? And did you ever wonder what was different about them? Now, think about if that person was a person of faith who loved Jesus and who modeled it, who showed their love of Jesus in the way they interacted and connected with you, or the way they talked about things. Did that paint a different image or a more comfortable image of faith for you as a teenager? Now think with me for just a second. What would happen if our faith became like a magnet for young people? What if it drew them to us? That would create more opportunities to grow a relationship and to connect with them in a way that is grounded in faith. You see, when we can model what faith in love and action looks like, We are not only normalizing faith, we are helping young people to realize and to begin to understand that what we believe can make a difference in who we are and how we act. We are giving them a positive experience with Jesus through our own words and our own actions. Now, that may not lead to an immediate faith for a young person, but you are planting a seed. Or you might be watering, weeding, or tending to a seed that somebody else has already planted. You are helping to cultivate a faith in young people. And trust me when I say, it takes more than one of us to help cultivate and grow that faith. You have an important role, even if you're not the person that sees them fully come to Christ. You're in the process. You're walking them through a segment of their journey to faith. 
and that can all start by modeling your faith. Number four, young people need to see that a person can walk in faith even in our broken world. Young people need to know that our lives are not perfect. I cannot tell you how many times a young person has assumed I wouldn't understand how they're feeling or that they have believed that my life is somehow perfect. I have told youth many times that I have walked through heartache, anxiety, depression, anger, and joy. And when appropriate, I have shared some details about those moments. Then I've talked about how my faith has made all the difference. Whether it was the loss of our foster son in our home, my own son's rebellion, my father's passing, the fact that we moved seven different times in our marriage, all of those things could have broken me. But instead, God has used them to grow me. I am honest with you that these things gave me an opportunity to choose Jesus every day, every hour, and sometimes every minute to get through. I then remind them that they don't know what anyone has walked through, and they cannot assume anyone's life is perfect because honestly, no one's life is perfect. When we model that we have been beaten down, that we have been broken, that we have struggled, but that we are still standing and we are still clinging to our love of Jesus, we show young people what Jesus can do in their own lives in our very broken world. As I look back at what I've shared today, I realize that it might sound like I have an agenda with young people. And I need to be honest here. I do. My mission, my goal is to connect with young people and to help them grow and develop. The way that I know how to do that is through my faith and through a positive youth development approach. But I will take it one step further and tell you that I have a passion for helping young people know Jesus. And I have a desire for them to become exactly who God wants them to be. You might wonder what drives some of my passion. Well, I can tell you that there are plenty of reports that show that more than 50% of our young people who attend church youth group programs, they leave the faith within a few years of high school graduation. Now, some of them may return later in life, but there is no guarantee that they will. And I also know that there are plenty of young people who never are introduced to faith in their teen years, and I worry about them as well. I don't want young people to walk away from Jesus without knowing him. I don't want them to walk through life without having the knowledge of what Jesus can do in their lives. I want them to experience how believing in Jesus changes you and it changes how you see the world. I guess it is safe to say that I'm biased about faith and I'm biased about loving Jesus. But you already knew that. Why else would I have a podcast called Jesus is my hashtag? And I make no apologies for that. I am honest about that with young people too when they ask why I care so much and why I want them to know Jesus. But the bottom line, the point of today's episode is that modeling our faith to young people matters. And there's certain ways that you as a caring adult can do that. Now, of course, that leads you to your homework assignment. Throughout this next week, I want to encourage you to identify one new way that you can model your faith to a young person in your life. After you identify that, then go do it. Don't forget to join me for next week's podcast episode. I have a special one planned as a way to honor an important person in my life who modeled faith to me. Trust me when I say the episode will be fantastic. Hey there, fellow youth workers. Thanks for tuning in today. Remember what Matthew 9.37 tells us. The harvest is plentiful, 
but the workers are few. In other words, keep showing up and keep caring.